Is it recording? Yep. Yeah. So, minor problem. I forgot my notebook, so... I'm I'm winging it. Yeah. Well, I just played it today, so it should be all right. Um, Yeah, well, I I didn't didn't prepare anything either, so I've just basically got the walkthrough. Do you want to take the walkthrough? Yeah, that'd probably probably be a good way. Probably much more focused than mine was. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. We're going to discuss a game today that... I don't know. I think maybe the first of many in the series. The first of 15? (laughs) (laughs) Samsara Room. At least that's how I think it's pronounced. Samsara Room is, well, it's kind of the first in the series, right? You know a lot more about the history than I do. I just know that it came out on Steam this year for free. You said don't play Cubescape Paradox because that's way later in the series. And I should actually start towards the beginning. So we've talked... (laughs) <laughs> for a couple of years now about doing Rusty Lake, but these actually happen before Rusty Lake and then they start to interweave, I think, later on. Is that right? Kind of. Well, so the the first one, the Samsara Room, was not canon originally, and it kind of developed into this mass sprawling story of this family history, like kind of family tree and all their shenanigans but the re-release now, like the the kind of, I don't know if you can even call it like a remastered version, they've done all new puzzles, they've even added bits of canon to this to make it part of the series now. So now it kind of if officially is. I still wouldn't say that this starts at the beginning, though, because of what we'll get into. Is with, this a with the secret ending. No, it comes, I wouldn't say in the middle, but it comes somewhere between, um, I haven't really placed it yet because I just wrote this list today, but hang on. Let me just go through and put these in order for you, right? So this is the timeline of the Rusty Lake and the Cubescape series, right? So it goes Rusty Lake Paradise, which starts off in 1796. Then you've got Cubescape Arles. Then you've got Rusty Lake Hotel. Then you've got Cubescape Birthday, Cubescape Seasons, which actually begins and also finishes the entire series. Harvey's Box, The Lake, Cubescape Theatre, Case 23, The Mill. Then finally, The White Door slots in just after Case 23 and The Mill. Uh, which is their their newest release, and then we've got the cave, Cubescape Paradox, and then the last like kind of section of Cubescape Seasons, the winter that finishes off the game in like 1981. But that order is not the order that they were made in. It's not the order that they were made in. So that's it, the chronological of the that's the timeline the time of, timeline of the order. story. But I remember playing these when they first came out on Android, and they came out in 2015. They were knocking out these games. Like so, look at this list. Yeah, so, I mean. Even when I looked up when the original Samsara Room came out, that was 2013. We're recording this now in 2020. So we're talking within seven years, they've made how many Fif- games? 15 games, something like that. Yeah, it's And insane. if they're all this level of quality, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing I really like about the Cubiscate games and the, the Rusty Lake games is that you know exactly what you're getting every time you buy one of these games. And if you like any of them, you'll like all of them. And I think most of the Cube Escape games, anyway, are free on Google Play. Mm-hmm. And they should, I don't know when this episode will actually be released, but sometime in 2020, supposedly, the rest of them are going to be released on Steam. I don't know if it's going to be a package. Do you know? But no, like you, you mean all the original Cube Escape games? I think so, yeah. That would be awesome, because I'd love to play them on Steam. I don't know if it's all of them, but I know that there's some sort of... It looks like it's going to be a bundle of cute escape games that are going to come out. I'll buy it. That's kind of why I went, oh, well, I should do... <laughs> I was thinking I should do Samsara Room because I thought it was well before everything else. 
didn't realize I was playing the remaster, but I don't think that matters too much. I, I mean, mean, do you remember the original one? No, but I did look it up and it says, yeah, 100% not canon. They're not even sure who the character is or, or where it places in the timeline. But with Samsara Room, again, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they're sure about where it fits in the timeline. I can kind of guess where it goes, but I couldn't say for, for sure on this list. But it's not the beginning, put it that way. Okay. Before we jump into the spoiler-free section, I suppose we should actually talk about what this kind of game is. Because <laughs> we, we jumped right into the history. Yeah. This game, and from what I understand of the Cube Escape games, they're escape. They are kind of a room that will alter, I guess... The best way to describe their kind of aesthetic and story, at least as far as I could see so far, is something akin to David Lynch, mm -hmm. a Twin Peaks-esque weirdness to what is going on. And reality is almost abstract in this world. Yeah. In a way that's really fun. And I'm shocked that they give this game away. And if they're giving a bunch of the others away for free... I don't, I don't understand because... I don't understand their business model, to be honest. They've put in a lot of good work. Yeah. It's a pretty solid game. I have two puzzle problems that mm -hmm. I would kind of complain about. But even then, honestly, it's a great game. And I would have gladly paid money for this one. So I don't know if they're doing the more patron style where people are giving them money, donating to them, and that's what they're going on. Or maybe they're just so good it doesn't take as much effort for them to put this out. This is the only game that this this studio has made. You know, they haven't. They don't. They don't have side projects or anything else. This is their business. I mean, they do sell the Rusty Lake games, right? Well, that's what I mean. So the Rusty Lake games, the Cube, but even even the Rusty Lake games, they're not that expensive. No, you know, not. it's like. But maybe that's their goal. Maybe the idea is not selling one for a whole lot of money, but selling a whole lot of smaller. I think two hours would be pretty average for this game. Yep. Selling, you know, a lot of shorter adventures and experiences to many people. <laughs> but I don't want to say quantity over quality because I think it's quite a quality game. So it's yeah. like quantity and quality in one, but a, a fantastic value. Yeah, again, I'm a bit shocked. Maybe if they're remastering them for Steam, maybe they will charge some. But I think I'd be happy to throw some money their way if this is what I'm going to get. Yeah, I mean, even with the Cubescape Paradox, they, the first chapter was free and the second chapter was like two bucks, you know? So it was like, it was a no-brainer. And the, the thing is, the first chapter was a game in itself. You could quite happily just finish Cubescape Paradox and be like, yep, that was fun. I got two hours worth. I was a bit skeptical buying the second one, but I love this company so much. I buy everything that they put out anyway. I was like, nah, they surely can't, because it's going to be a short, like 30 minutes, maybe one hour. Nope, it's another full game that is in the same area. They've just got tons more puzzles. There was a whole ARG element to it. They're really into like kind of ARG stuff. They do that a lot. I love this company. All right. So I think with that, we need to start actually talking about the game and the puzzles. We would definitely recommend this one. It is free. So there's kind of <laughs> no reason not to give it a try. It's a short experience so again time is not an issue and you could actually do the game kind of in chunks i think it's much better to do it all in one go but if uh, you only have half an hour at a time you can do that and i will say this too the game i mean they they know what they're doing certainly by now and there's a link within the game to take you to i can't remember if it's a reddit or a discord set of conversation so that you can ask for help rather than just getting the answer 
but they also have a link to a walkthrough that they made themselves yeah. or at least put themselves onto their website and it will take you right to it and then you can go all the way through. So yeah, in theory, you could get through the game in about 23 minutes because I think that's how long their walkthrough is. Yeah. But I think that they've done a, a fantastic system of setting this up so that you have the tools to get you through because yeah, there are some point and click stuff that's very abstract and you're not sure that that makes sense. And some other puzzles, like I said, there were two that I had to use a walkthrough that I, I couldn't do on my own. But overall, great experience. Play it before you listen. That would be my suggestion. Yep. With that, let's get into the spoiler section. You start off in a room. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so Samsara, I looked it up on the, like a fan wiki of the whole series, and Samsara believe it's a term that has to do with cycles and regeneration you're going to get a lot of that imagery and at times when you're reading a book in the game blatantly in your face yes it's about cycles yes it's about time are the rest of the series is it about that as well or is oh yeah the whole thing is interrelated every every game is linked to each other I don't know how they did it. I really don't understand how they managed to pull it off because, like I said, the chronological order of release doesn't match the timeline. But once you put them in order, they kind of match seamlessly. And it's like they've obviously really thought this world out completely. They've obviously left some gaps in there to be filled in later by their team, you know? But they've done a great job of just fleshing out this world. And yeah, everything goes together. They've even included, like, you know, Vincent van Gogh is in one of their, is the main focus of one of their games. And it's like, come on. But I mean, they, they are like a Dutch indie team. So yeah, of course, they're going to have to have some uh, van Gogh in there. <laughs> but yeah, every, everything is connected. Absolutely everything. So the, the cubes, the geckos, and the, the long running gags of like playing with people's nipples. Doink, doink, doink. <laughs> or the box of matches in every single game. You're just waiting for, where's my box of matches? Oh, there it is. I know I'm on the right track now. Fantastic. I love everything that they kind of put into these little, all the little, little details that they put in. Seamlessly. Not well, not seamlessly, but yeah, linked. So this room is very important because this is where we're going to spend most of the time. But the room will change depending on what we do. On one side, there's going to be a mirror where you're going to see a reflection probably of yourself. And there's going to be a small glass box, which has a jar in it and a phone. On the next wall, you have like a chest of drawers. The next one will be the clock, the grandfather mm -hmm. clock, very important. And the next one in the beginning looks like a painting. And that's all you see. So you start actually investigating and looking at things. So you click on the phone and letters appear but it's not a easy to figure out word. At least it wasn't for me. No, because it looks like something. You're like, oh yeah, I can make a word out of that. But there's two letters left over, and you're like, oh, it's not. I, I thought it was like surprise. That's what I kept thinking too. And it's not because there's two letters left over. Like, mm, okay, so it's not Actually, that. that. Well, that's a later puzzle than this one. But yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. But same concept. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why they typically use a phrase instead of one word. Right. Because it makes it harder to unscramble. Yeah. Did you not notice, did you, or did you not get the feeling that that game TikTok, Tale for Two, drew quite heavy off of this style? I didn't think about it, but now that you've mentioned it, yeah, it's quite possible. But instead of having rooms, you have kind of a courtyard. Which I'm happy with, you know I mean? Certainly the way that words appear. 
the way that the words appear, that's just the style of the puzzles, the kind of darkness to the whole thing. It's about time travel as well, and, you know, yeah, and so, like, a lot of kind of just weird stuff going on, crows and animals. Yeah, so you you just, like, cut the painting, don't you, and then you can unravel it. Well, you need to find the knife, knife first. first. Yeah. So you have to go through the drawers, you find some candles... There's a right. puzzle box where you just, it's a very simple puzzle box where you just have to drag and move things around, kind of teaching you how to move stuff within the world. There's, a, I think the knife is in the drawer mm-hmm. and that's where you're getting it from. And then, yeah, then you go to the painting. It's, I think it has a tiny little rip to give you the indication that you should try to cut it. And yeah, you cut right. it and you start rolling it away as though it's wallpaper kind that's of falling right. off the that's wall. Right. And there are the four spaces mm-hmm. off to the sides and one dish where the symbol you need to put every time. So the first one is candles. And that's pretty easy. You have one candle in there already to give you a hint. This is where they need to go. You have the matches that you get from. Basically, you have to use the knife also to open the letter that says enlighten me. And then you can just put the words in order. That's right. And that's when the matches fall. So now you can use that to light the candles. There was also a fish in the drawer. The first sacrifice, yeah. Which is, well, I hope it hasn't been in there very long. <laughs> but yeah, you put the fish down. Otherwise, if you don't put the fish down, as I did the first time and just lit the candles, you go in and the cube is black and you don't get to go anywhere. And you have to backtrack back into the room again until you have what you need. Ah, uh, okay. That's a point that did not seem logical to me. I didn't know I needed to put a fish there. <laughs> you know, I was like, I just have to light these candles and go in. Because behind that image, I think, is a cube. And so I thought I was looking for a cube, which I didn't have. Oh, you thought you had to put a cube in the black space. Yes. Mm. In in that tray to offer it. Yeah. So you don't. No. But you put the fish there, and then that takes you to room two. Room two is an underwater world. So everything is floating around. (laughs) That's right. Your reflection this time is a fish. Yes. Uh, Pretty much every reflection is going to reflect the room that you are in so yes it looks like a man but his head is a fish and not just a fish head but like the whole fish yeah Yeah, so in this one we have to go around and collect things again i'm pretty sure that room two is collecting the shells Mm -hmm. so there are a couple that you just have to find around the room but then there are others you actually have to kind of earn so one is inside of i think it's a sea cucumber oh yeah that one yeah So basically, you have to just keep poking. There are ones that have like a dark color around them and ones that don't. You just have to push the ones that don't. Then it will rip open and give you a shell. There's one in a glass bottle that you've got to crack. You have to crack that open, yeah. But this is also where your friend comes in. So as you look at the grandfather clock, the same one where we've broken the glass jar, there is your friend, the, the old man. We don't know that yet. Because all you do is you remove a nail, and then you have to start removing other bits from there. Yeah. And then a hand appears. And you don't have much else to give him, so it's not going to take long before you realize, I have to give him the knife. Yep. He gives you what I'm assuming is his own heart. Yep, that makes sense for a cube escape game. Okay. And then you take that, and that, along with the shells that you have, that's what's going to get you into the first room. It's what takes you back to the first room. Yeah. And I like this in many ways. I think that the heart is quite symbolic. Like that first room is the main room for you. It's where you started. It's your, you know, your kind of home, your base of operations. 
you need the heart to get home. But I think home is where the heart is. What leads me more into it, though, is this old man in the clock who gives you so much over and over and over. Have you seen the movie Swiss Army Man? Not yet. (laughs) All right. So I'm not going to go into detail, but there is something about that. It, It does kind of remind me of that. But I... I'm just astounded by how much he gives. Now, do we learn about him in other games? Yep. He's one of the main characters. Excellent. Good. Because <laughs> I, he's definitely one that I want to know more about. Okay. Well, there's a whole family of like 20 people that you'll eventually come to know. One of the things they do very well in this game is going back to rooms. Some things change, which gives you a reason to go back and forth. Yeah, because I think from the fish room going back to the heart, is now you've got the, a time to put into the grandfather clock. Those will give you like little puzzle pieces each time as well, every time that you put in a time. I don't think so. At what point do you get the book? We don't get the book until the next room, until we get to the upside down room. Well, what changed from the first room to take you back then? Because you, you must have been able to do something else. Because this game is all about, and all of the games are all really well scaffolded. It's such a logical procession to get to the end. I mean, it is a puzzle game, and some of the clicks are a bit like, well, I didn't realize I had to put that there, but... You get the key. You get the key for the... The jar. Jar to to take open the... So there are two things you can do, yeah. So another great thing the game does is reuses things multiple times. Yeah. The matches in particular, but many of the things you can use more than one time, and... The jar would be one of them. So you can take the jar and use it to catch the gecko. That's right. And when you catch the gecko, oh, then you can, get into the you can use room. that to That's get right. into the gecko room. I, I want to get into the gecko room first. So we do that. The gecko room is upside down, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the one with the book puzzle. Yes. And that's why I knew we, we didn't get the answer to the clock yet because right. we need the book for that. The book puzzle where you have to match the shape. Mm. with the S book in the right place in the middle. took me a little while to figure that one out because the books are a bit in the way of the outline for you to see. And even still going through the second time to get ready to record this episode, I was like, wow, it it took me longer this time than it did last (laughs) time. There's something about the way this, it's a a space puzzle. It's a, you know, figure out how to move things in the right way. I love the fact that you can keep basically stacking books further and further down so long as there's something to block it and gravity from pulling it back up yeah that's weird because you're upside down gravity works in reverse so it's like everything's going up the way rather than down but i do i love how you can usually those those tetris kind of put the things together puzzles all the blocks start out of the map and then you've got to place them in but this is they're in but they're not in the right configuration and you can't put them outside. You have to find a place on there, like stacking books on top of each yeah, other. That's what I was saying. Like, it's so cool. I like that. stacking lower and lower on the yeah. screen until there's no more screen. Because yeah, you're like, I want that big one to be at the bottom, but I can't get it there. <laughs> and they do this a lot in this game and this series as well, where they take old puzzles and they breathe a kind of new life into them and change them a little bit and then make the puzzle fresh again. They're, they're good at doing that. When we get to the clock, in this one, well, on the screen below the clock are three paintings. So there is one that you kind of have to shake, and then it starts to tear, so you can rip it away and get a marble. That's right. 
there's one that says, I think, 3.55. It basically tells you the time to put into the clock. So you put that on the clock. That gives you the first triangle key to get into the clock. But you need three of them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you do all of these things. This is going to take you back into... Well, you could go right into the second room, into the water room, where you need to collect some water. But you basically just have to hold the jar and you have water because you're underwater anyway and take it with you. But you also, from this, I think... Did we do the clock for this one already? I think, yeah, because there's a book floating around in this room and it's got a time on it. It is now because we've solved the book puzzle. Yeah, that's right. So now the cover has it. You can get the second triangle. Then you go back into the heart room, our first one. And in that, there's the book on the floor and you can start looking through it. And it gives you hints for like three or four different puzzles. It's pretty impressive. And in it, one of the pictures is a clock. So you now have your third time. You go to this clock, you get your third triangle piece. You open it up and here's where you see the old man coming out. <laughs> coming out of the... Well, he doesn't even fall out until you click on him. You have to click <laughs> on him to get him to fall out. He's naked for some reason. He doesn't have a scar where his heart was, but let's assume that it is where the heart came from. Mm-hmm. He falls out and drops like if you click on him he drops a seed so again we have to take the seed we have to take the water back above the glass cabinet that was locked plant it and water it and then go to the gecko world because it's too high on the screen for us to see in this one that's right yeah and in doing so we see a beautiful purple flower we need to take all the petals off and get a worm that worm is our new sacrifice we go to the worm room yeah And in it, we look in the mirror, we have a wormy head, and he says something like, I feel so tiny. Yeah, and you are. I love the carpet in that room, man. It's like... (laughs) Do you remember why why do you like the carpet? It just looks real. I I don't know if it's like just a photograph of a carpet, but it's got that weird kind of tilt-shift effect. It's all kind of blurred on the edges, but the middle part's focused. Pretty cool. But yeah, these puzzles in this room are quite interesting, because you've got the, the phone one, which was fairly straightforward, just... But you've got to get the knife again. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how a worm operates a knife. Well, let's not think too <laughs> hard about that one because, yeah, most of the stuff. How would you get the receiver off the phone? That's what I mean, yeah. I mean, how would you... How would no, you but e- even to... getting the receiver, the huge receiver, which is clearly much bigger oh, than the worm. Oh, you mean up on the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta how do we get that to fall on the ground? But yeah, we, we take that off and it's a fairly simple circuit puzzle. Yeah. Going to give us a purple pedal. We're going to... Get another pedal, we just... Just floating around the room. Yeah, we have to touch it so that we'll actually fall onto the floor. There's one in the clock where we just have to oh, move right. pieces just, away. That's right. We which, in the second playthrough, I totally forgot about. I was like, where is it? Where is it? I got annoyed and went through the walkthrough. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. It's yeah. right in front of me. Because the knife is there, so I forgot. I was like, that's why I have to look in there. Didn't think, oh, yeah, there might be two things I need to look for. The book puzzle. This one. <laughs> It's such a simple puzzle, but it took me ages to figure out. The book puzzle? What was that one? So you remember there was a point where I asked you in text if this game was originally meant to be played on a tablet. Okay, yeah. Because some things just seem like they would work better with them. If I could drag them with my fingers opposed to with a cursor. Well, this book was the main reason I was asking that. You're a tiny little worm. You can't get the book to flip open all the way so you have to use the matchbooks the 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 whole box to put it in there to prop it up and grab it because i thought it was just a mechanical issue like a game mechanic issue it's just not working it's just not working Ah, (laughs) didn't realize for a long time oh this is actually a tiny puzzle 
It's not right. a mechanic issue. <laughs> but yeah, so we get all of those pedals, so we could traverse out of here if we want, but we may not need to if we paid attention to the mirrors. Right, yeah. I, Which, of course, I did. <laughs> I had noticed the symbols, but I didn't memorize them or know them all in order. So certainly the first time through, I had to do it again. Yeah. Within each mirror, you can move your vision around a bit, and there's a hidden symbol on every wall. So you need to go into the old man's mouth, where there is a whole woods inside of him. Full of fireflies. Which you have to catch on the way in. You have to click on the screen. Find where it is and click where it is. You collect those along the way. You get to a kind of altar with clock hands. And you need to put those symbols of the mirrors in order. Right. right. From person to fish to gecko to worm. Mm-hmm. And that gives you an egg. That's right. Now this room becomes important later because there is a secret room, but you don't know that the first time. And I would never have known it. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have guessed if I hadn't looked it up. Yeah. But yes, you get your egg, you take it out. This is the new sacrifice. You go into the next room, the bird room. So in this room... Oh, this is the one that I didn't like the puzzle with. This is the one that frustrated me, but not the same puzzle that frustrated you, (laughs) interestingly. Yeah, we we look in the mirror and your character says, I feel so free. He looks kind of like a bird man. There are clouds on the wall. You can drag the clouds around to make shapes that you're very familiar with already, like egg and fish and worm and gecko. When you do that, it gives you a time. Now, you shouldn't go yet, but my second playthrough, Mm -hmm. I, I jumped ahead and did that. There is the egg puzzle that we need to do first, right? So we take the egg and we're going to put it in the nest. There are three eggs. We crack them open. You don't like this puzzle. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like this puzzle because I couldn't work out the logic. And there, I, there is a logic. Well, I, and I know that for a fact because, like I said, every single puzzle in this game has solid logic behind it. There's, I just there's one I'd argue that, that kind of doesn't. But all right. So here's the thing. It does seem very, very random. Because it's like, okay, the, the beaks are pointing that way. This one's pointing that way. Is it, is it an odd one out puzzle? It, it is up until the time that it's not. Yes. And then I was like, oh, just pulling See, my hair out. I did not realize it the first time through. So the first time through, I just simply thought, okay, yes, they're giving me a hint as to what the first one is. But from there on, I just have to memorize the pattern and keep pushing through. It's a perseverance puzzle. Like push through, find the right one, memorize it, which is what I did. <sighs> However, that's not right. Right. The logic is it's the new one. So, for example, the first three, yes, there is, it's the odd one out. But from then on, it's going to be the new one. So, even though in the first one, the bird has its beak open is the one you need to click. Well, the ones that look exactly the same like those, we're never going to click again. So, when you see both of those with the blue one, yes, the blue one is the odd one out. But... It's also the first time we've seen the blue one. We'll never click that exact blue one again. So there's another one like White Bird later where they had all been looking up before and there's suddenly one looking down before. And this is what made me realize the second time through, that's what the puzzle is. Mm. And I didn't see it because there's a point where I knew I was doing well because it gave me the finger. (laughs) And I said, all right, well, it's definitely going to be the finger. But when I went to pick the finger later, it wasn't that. So it was an odd one out. But yeah, it's the first new image you're seeing each time. So what you're saying is the bird gave you the finger. Well, the egg did, certainly. (laughs) Maybe the game did, I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, so you get through that, you get a feather, 
you're going to change the clock based on what we found from the clouds. That's going to actually change the time of day, which is amazing. I love that it does that. But boy, was it frustrating to figure out the other times. Did you ever try to just force it through and try all 20, oh, 12 no, hours no. to well, see like if five you minute increments? Yeah. No. <laughs> I would do it for about a minute and then go, oh, stop. There's got to be a better way. Long, yeah. yeah. So I, I've not done it that way. But yeah, so we get to, I think it's sundown after that. And this allows us other puzzles. So we're going to look in the dresser. There are two kind of reading puzzles in this one. One that has to do with an owl and one that has to do with time. Oh, it's just like the owl look to the, the east. and look That's the, the owl yeah. one, yeah. yeah. When we change the time, we can look in the nest and now the eggs are gone and there's a sunflower. So we need to take the sunflower. And we're going to also find, I can't remember exactly. Oh, there's a point where we do the phone and it says rise up. Oh, that's the surprise one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we click on there and then we look around and it's going to be much bigger. We need to light it on fire so it will go higher. We cut the sandbag off. The sandbag has a lockbox. <laughs> the sandbag will contain sand, a lockbox, and uh, something else i can't remember now but basically we're going to need that sand with the sunflower to make it grow move the sun around until the sunflower falls off and then we get the sunflower seed which we can go back in time to the squirrel and give him that instead and yeah that's get, right gotta... because he's holding on to a feather that we need definitely yes, that's right there is the owl puzzle which is really frustrating this one to me is really frustrating i i knew what i was supposed to be doing but the owl itself is a very weird way where you have to turn the head around. Backwards, like, oh, yeah. And you have to kind of lock it in. And there are times where it would say, you know, it's facing left. But there are kind of two ways in the rotation I can make it face left. And, yeah, I just found that very frustrating. Even the second time through, I couldn't get it. I couldn't seem to make it work. I had to watch to see how they did it in the walkthrough. And then go back right. and go, okay, I get it. The solution makes sense. But it feels like other solutions also make sense. One thing I did realize the second time through was that the first time I was trying to kind of spin the mouse around to make the head go around, but really you just need to drag it left and right and it works much, much better. Right. It's not intuitive though. Like, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe for everybody else it is intuitive. But for me, I was trying to turn it around and trying to do kind of a counterclockwise and clockwise fashion, which is not the right way to do it. And so I think the first time I was even more frustrated because I was also having trouble with the mechanics. It just didn't feel right. With it being night, you can also take a look at the moon. So when you take a look at the moon, you can move, well, you have to cut it open. Yeah. Cut the moon. Yep. And then move its eyeball around to get the symbols you need for the lockbox. Great. Now, the puzzle that really frustrates me on this one is the weight puzzle. Oh, yeah. I think even the first time through, I had an idea of how it should work and I had the concept and we had the hint in the dresser drawer, but I don't like the solution and I don't like how it works. Did you have no problem with it? I mean, it feels like a math thing, so yeah, it seems like it would be a frustration. I think I just bumbled my way through it because I think it pretty much tells you in that book, it gives you a, a major hint, like put the weight on this side and then one is equal to this and these two equal each other. I didn't have too much problem with it, but I think I kind of just guessed my way through it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I went to one walkthrough that wasn't an official one, and the answer they gave I did not like. Mm -hmm. It was saying, we have to weigh all the things and then put them in order. So the lightest thing is zero, and the next thing is one. I'm like, but you could have all variation of things when you're trying this out. So that doesn't work. I do think I've kind of got it now because, yes, the worm is zero. I get that. And, yes, the gecko equals the one, so I get that that's a one. Totally fine with that, right? But there's a weird thing with the heart and the fish where you have to have... You can make them balance. In their walkthrough, they show it being balanced. But you have to put one on one side and one on the other side with the weight so that you know that it's off by one. I think that's how I did it. Now, well, obviously that's the right one because that's their <laughs> official walkthrough. The thing is, I think you have to assume that one is going to be five because you can only do the clock in five increments of five, mm. right? So it's either going to be zero or it's going to be five. I think that's the only way to make this work because otherwise it could be any series of numbers so long as they're just off by one. Right. And so that for me doesn't quite work. But I guess in their logic, they were assuming you're going to either be looking for a zero or a five to go in there. And you know the worm is zero and they've told you that the worm comes first. So mm -hmm. it can't be the end. So it has to be a five. Looking at it that way, I understand, but I still find it frustrating because it, it feels like it could be any other thing. But I think they were basing it on their mechanics and the fact that you can only do five minute increments. Right. But I found that to be the most frustrating. I found that frustrating the first time. I didn't like it either, to yeah. be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of those weighing or those weighing puzzles or those like like fluid puzzles where you got to like tip the five layers and the three layers and stuff like that. I hate those puzzles. But with all of these done, right, we finish, we get a bunch of feathers and we put them up. And what's the sacrifice we get from this room? Do you remember? Mm. Oh. This is the end. Yeah, this is the end. Yeah. yeah. So this is where you actually have to take all of your normal sacrifice items and give it to the stork who will deliver a baby from its mouth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But you need to put in the correct time to get to the stork. Yeah. And then you need to put in like the elements, like the fire. You got to collect. The no, no, no. No, is that not yet? No. Oh. You have the feathers for that. Uh, so you put the four feathers up. You put the baby. Mm -hmm. on the sacrificed shrine thing. Yeah. And that takes you out. You see an image of the baby being gigantic in the tiny room, the Samsara room, and then it splits apart. You have to point at all the furniture right. pieces. Click on everything and it all disappears. And then you just see a shadowy woman holding the baby, and that's the end. Now, what you're talking about is the secret room. So Ah, right, that's right. Okay. If you followed, look, I was going to tell you, there's no way in the world I ever would have figured this no one out. No way of me, because I'm not a social media guy. They put a lot of hints out on Twitter, and even then, you had to know the other games and know where to look and yeah. get into those. I, I, I think it's an amazing puzzle. It's just a bit out of my league, this one. Yeah, I, I looked it up on the on a walkthrough thing, and just to see how they got it, because there's just no way. Like I said, I don't do Twitter, but the first... The, the first one was they tweeted picture from uh, Cubescape, Arles from, uh, that's the Van Gogh one, and it's got one of the symbols in one of the pictures. I don't remember if that has always been there, because I played that years ago. If it has been there for years, and they're just like, oh, this will come in handy, you know, five years in the future, 
then kudos to them. That's that's absolutely genius. So but even if they went back and recoded it so that it's in there, also kudos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was the first one. And then the second one was something to do with going fishing at the lake. Um, you get like a white cube. Uh, the next one was from the chopping board from another game where it's got like a little spiral symbol. Sorry, the second one, yeah, was from the hypnosis video from Mr. Owl, who, no spoilers for that, but he exists. And he explains the, the, the symbol to you in that audio, which is really long. It says here, you have to listen from 16 minutes and 39 seconds to 16 minutes and 52 seconds. So it's like, you'd have to go through... Yeah, and he basically just describes the shape, right? Yeah, that's all he does. And then you've got a clip from Cube Escape the Lake, which it's got like a little S on a window panel. And then you've got all the things, you know, and that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, so you go back to the... Basically, you have to play through the game again until you get to the old man's mouth and the cave. And then instead of going by the mirror symbols, you go by these symbols and it gives you a shrimp. So now you get to go into the shrimp room. Yes. I don't like shrimp, is what he says. It is what he says, yeah. <laughs> in this room, you're going to find the old man, but he's inside of a giant shrimp. Yeah. And he's oozing a kind of green liquid, which we're going to find is called an elixir. Mm -hmm. The phone does an amazing puzzle. I love it. Again, breathing new life into an old puzzle. It's essentially just a slide square puzzle, except it's with numbers on the clock and you have to move them around until you get them in the right place. That gives you a time so that you put that in. I think that gives you the bottle to collect his elixir. Yes, that's right. Yeah. There's also a box with just wood, which you have to light on fire to collect fire, which I thought was a very <laughs> weird thing to collect because I didn't understand. I didn't realize what was going on. So yeah, you're collecting the elementals. From the jar, you're going to collect a bubble of air. From the mirror, I think there's just a drop of water, water. you have to collect. Yeah. And at some point, you're going to collect earth. There is a piece of paper you have to open up and take a pencil to scribble on to make the shape of a key. Oh, that's right. And then it folds up and you open it again to get the actual key. Yeah. That's what gives you the jar. Yeah, it's a fun little extra room. Honestly, I really enjoyed playing that. I just played that today. And like I said, I just really enjoyed that and the effort it took for them not only to make the extra room, but to have gone through this whole thing in Twitter to go back through their old games and give you all these clues. It's a wild puzzle. Like I really, yeah, I'm really impressed by that. Yeah. But this one, yeah, if you get your four elements and you sacrifice the elixir, go out and there's a totally different ending. Because mm -hmm. now you see you get closer and closer to windows where you see a woman with a unique pendant mm -hmm. she's wearing and a young girl, and that's it. That is it. Now, at, at the time, when we were playing it, there was still a kind of raffle competition for a t-shirt or something you, you could follow the link to, and it asks you who these characters are. <laughs> You're which, like, I'm like, well, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I just started, yeah. right? So for those of us who have just started, this is clearly for hardcore fans who have been with them for a while, who are willing to go to the effort. And so you said you didn't enter because you don't like to lose. I don't, I don't want the disappointment. I'll buy a t-shirt. But I know who they are. are they, I mean, I think I know who they are. I think the girl on the left is like the, the, the older one uh, is Rose, Rose Vanderboom. And she was born in 1909. She's got a kind of a, a strange history 
in the Rusty Lake kind of universe. And then the girl that's with her with like that, almost like a, a curtain for a dress, is uh, Laura. And Laura is another kind of interesting. I won't tell you anything about them other than their names because I won't even tell you how they come into the game. But yeah, that's who they were. That's fine, yeah. But I I felt like I don't really deserve to be in this competition yet because I don't know who they are. So I kind of decided, uh, no, like if you're not going to do it, then I'm definitely not going to do it. Yeah, the Vanderbooms and the Vandermeers. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of, like, there's two main families through this, this thing. And once you go and play the rest of them, the rest of the story will hopefully come together. But like like you've just said, it is very bizarre, Twin Peaks-ish. And, and the developers themselves have said they're, they're going for that vibe. I suspect that we will. I don't know if we'll go through them one by one, though, to be honest, I'm kind of tempted to. I'm tempted now that I've kind of worked out the timeline of it, I'm tempted to go back and play them all in order and see if they actually make more sense than just jumping around. Because I was very confused. when when I, I played them as they came out chronologically. And yeah, I was pretty confused. And the other thing was they were releasing these like... Was it every six months or something to get them out? I mean, look at this, right? So you've got Cubescape the Lake... Seasons, Arles, Harvey's Box, Case 23. That's April 25th, April 27th, June 5th, June 25th, July 31st. So end of April, basically, they released five games in three months. Wow. Insane. But then they slowed down. After that, it was like September 2015, then February 2016, April 2016, and then they took another break, and then it was March 23rd, 2017, and then, yeah, Cubescape Paradox dropped on... 2018 and then oh yeah of course in in between then you've got like 2015 for rusty lake hotel 2016 for roots and 2018 for paradise yeah man these these guys have been busy very busy yeah so like i said i think like i enjoy playing these games uh well if they're like this one i'm definitely going to enjoy playing them i i love this i'm glad because yeah i like it too yeah it's really good yeah so i don't know if we would start tackling them like a couple at a time because they don't take as long to play or if we would do them one by one but you know that means uh, how many games it'll be like 10 years before we finally get through <laughs> them unless we're going to devote a whole year to them honestly i think and as you play more of them you you will see there's not a lot of change but the puzzles are all different the That's... core mechanic of it is like here's a room with four ways to turn in it point and click pick up objects use them in things make uh, weird elixirs go up people's noses or into their ears or into their mouths, things like that, cut out people's hearts. It's a, there's a running theme throughout the whole thing. Honestly, I think if we're going to do something, play them all and come back and just like discuss them as like a kind of a, a movie almost. Okay. I'd say that would be more fun. There's a dozen walkthroughs for each game already detailing all the puzzles, but I'm not sure if there's been like one cohesive story been talked about for the series. Well, that might be good for us to do then, yeah. <laughs> When I look at them one by one, it seems like not much. But when I look at them as a whole, it's going to be like Kentucky Route Zero again. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if, even if we spend two hours talking about 15 games, it's not, not a bad ratio. No, not for <laughs> us anyway. But no, I, I'm i glad that I played this one. And I'm glad that we actually started back with this one. Because I feel like if we had jumped into Rusty Lake Hotel, as we were originally thinking, that might have jumped a bit too far ahead in what's going on. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. But I think that it was wise for us to kind of go back and start from this point. I would say if you have only maybe picked up the games on Steam, because that's how you want to play your games, then honestly, I would I would suggest give it a shot on if you've got a phone, basically, or a tab. 
to go back through some of the Cubescapes that are out and free. Play them, they're free. And if you liked the Rusty Lake series, the trilogy, then it's more of the same. So, yeah, I I couldn't recommend them enough because, yeah, like I said, they're free. But, like you were saying, Justin, if, if, I mean, it sounds like maybe they're going to be porting them all to PC anyway. And that's, well, that's how a lot of people want to play their games. So, it'll definitely kick me into playing them again. Gaps filled and more gaps created. (laughs) 